Hello and welcome to the Equiline Podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Corin. And I'm Dr. Dave Lundquist. And today we're going to talk to you about possibly the most important technique that we use in terms of our evaluation and work on all species. And for me, it dates back to something I learned late 70s, early 80s in interfacing with humans. And ironically, Dave was studying the same thing at the same time, although we had yet to meet. It was uh, fortuitous, obviously, because we were both interested in the same thing, and we came across this technique and found it to be extremely useful. And it was actually part of what they called neuro-linguistic programming, NLP. And in order to understand what someone else is going through, particularly nonverbal someone else's, equine, canine, although felines are quite vocal, so I'm not sure we can include them, you have to be able to walk a mile in their shoes, actually experience a bit of what's going on for them. And there are specific techniques that allow you to get out of yourself and over yourself and be able to listen, feel, and, and grok. Full synesthesia, as they call it. Full synesthesia, using all of your available sensory input to connect better with the environment of that dog, cat, horse, human, that you're wanting to make better. And it's a, it's a very simple technique, but also can be a very complicated technique at the same time because it involves, first of all, awareness. You have to become aware of your surroundings. Let's, let's tell them what the technique is. Tell them. So the technique is called second person shift. And second person shift literally is that becoming. And as Dave was saying, it's, it's simple and complex, or as for those of you who've seen my post, we say simple, not easy. Because the simplest things in healthcare, drinking a lot of water, getting rest, exercising, very simple, but not easy to increase your awareness and dedication to making a difference. Oftentimes we assume, and it's amazing that people assume this with horses and dogs as well as humans, that we know what they're feeling. That if I limped, it would be because of X, Y, Z, therefore that lameness is related to the same X, Y, Z. And most of the time, it's not. No, not even close. Because you're coming from your perception of the world. You're coming from your morals, values, beliefs, faith, confidence, and belief. You're coming from your internal dialogue. And what you need to do is step outside yourself. That's right. Step outside yourself. You can't always just be you. This entails actually almost becoming something or someone else. And the first step. Parents tend to automatically do this with their newborns. 
if you want to help a newborn who is hysterical relax, getting into their breathing pattern, breathing with them, and then getting them to sync with you, and then slowing down your breathing can help connect and then direct. With a second person shift, breath is your number one technique. Yeah, and this, this really takes awareness because most people don't even know when they're breathing, let alone when someone else is breathing. So you have to pay attention. Watch those breathing patterns because this is something called matching and mirroring. And if you watch those breathing patterns and you adapt that same breathing pattern they have, just that one thing alone, you'll create that unconscious connection with that person or with that animal. This is why they use horses so often in helping people get to know themselves. Because as a herd animal, the horses will, in a group, will begin breathing in the same pattern. And then when one senses something and increases that rate, the rest of the herd will. In order to help the most and feel what they feel, Breathing in their pattern is the fastest way to become internally aware of what's going on in that outer environment. And what's fascinating, and and having been doing this now 40 plus years, often if I'm around something in pain, I feel it in my breath first. My breath will catch. I will notice that I'm holding my abdomen and look around for who am I sinking with and what's the message that's coming in. Walking into a stall with an agitated, oftentimes, and and actually this happened the other day with a dog. Uh, Do you want me to muzzle him? He's always agitated. And sometimes, yes, in my experience thus far, it hasn't been necessary because the second I acknowledge that animal by breathing with them, there's a connection and a trust that develops that allows me to then learn more. Yeah, It's an unconscious way of building rapport, we used to say. Uh, Very, very powerful techniques. And the second person shift allows you to step into someone else's life or some other animal's experiences and experience it from their eyes. See things the way they see things. Hear things the way they might hear things. Notice how it affects your life. That uh, It's a very interesting process to get involved with because sometimes you even have to set up filters because people, some people are empathic and then they end up taking that problem home with them. And that's an issue. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And and uh, actually, that originally, my first year in practice, I um, I was like the ultimate hypochondriac. Whatever I saw, I brought home until I realized that this wasn't me and I needed to be able to create a literal, <laughs> energetic Uh, mesh around me that allowed in that which empowered me and kept out that which did not. Um, Fortunately, I have not had to protect myself from the four-leggeds. They're kinder, I think, in our communications with them. So, yes, doing a second person shift involves 
involves full synesthesia, feeling, hearing, seeing. The easiest one is breathing, and the easiest one to practice is And the most unconscious. And the most unconscious. Because nobody's going to go, stop breathing like me. I've never had anyone say that. True. And when we're working on a dog that's, that's upset, if you place your hand gently in your light touch and move your hand with their breath and then begin to match your hand and your breath together and you feel it and then open your awareness to say, what does this breath tell me? What, without too much humanizing, without too much thinking, without knowing that you know what's going on with them, notice if you're feeling another sensation, a sensation that you had not felt before. You know, are you getting a pinprick sensation somewhere? Are you having awareness in the back of your eye? Are you feeling a need that you weren't until you began to breathe in sync with that creature? And then become amazed because it's fun to be amazed and it's really useful because then you can interface in the healing element where that discomfort, where that issue is coming from. Yeah. And we've used this too with gait analysis. Now, sometimes you're, you, you can walk beside a horse and start walking like them. Pick their front legs and walk like them. <laughs> and then pick their back legs, walk like them. It's amazing, all of a sudden you'll start to realize what they're feeling and where that issue is coming from. It's a real cool technique. Oh, absolutely, I, I love that. In fact, when, when Dave and I ride down the street together and sometimes I feel myself getting in the rhythm and the clip-clop and I'm like, oh, oops. Oh, my, this is difficult for me rhythmically because some steps are faster than the other. So a right may not stay on the ground as long and you can sense it with your hearing and sense it kinesthesiologically, how's that for a word, with your body sense and you can hear it and if your breath is tuned with them, you'll also notice that if they misstep, if they are slightly off, there may even be a hitch in the breathing. So practice with this, you know? It's, it's, you can practice with a human. You can- You practice with yourself. Well, when aren't you breathing because, with yourself? Well, because when you do a second person shift with yourself, basically it's like you're watching a video of yourself. Yes. So you're watch, you know, step back and watch yourself do what you do. I mean, that's a second, that's another second person shift using yourself as the subject. And He's getting a this, bit advanced here. Uh, I'm going down to let's just breathe together <laughs> first. Yeah. It's fun. This goes on forever. The advancedness of learning how to program yourself and understand the world out to is, is endless. For today, let's just <laughs> Keep it put simple. your hand on the animal that you are most interested in understanding better and allow your breath to follow the movement and notice are you more relaxed are you more tense are you comfortable are you in discomfort do you have an urge to you know run outside and bark at the male human uh, what what happens for you 
can you do this? Is there something, so much internal dialogue that you cannot, and do you need to even step back further before this is a technique you can begin? Horses, when you're grooming them and you begin to breathe with them and then they accept you as part of that herd and you'll notice so often that you can actually play with the breathing patterns. Once you get in sync and notice how you can speed it up and slow it down and then just listen, just give yourself time to notice how that reacts within your body. A second person shift is the most respectful way of communicating I've ever found. And that, that breathing pattern that she was talking about where you breathe with them and then you change your breath. If they change their breath, then you realize that you have become the leader because there's leaders and followers. And it be, to start, you follow them, you sync with them, and then you change yours and see if they come with you. That's how you know that you're in sync because now you're breathing together. You know, as Dave just said that, I sighed and I looked down and I have a Jack Russell at my feet who just went, <sighs> because the more time you spend in this level of communication, out of your head and opening your awareness and bringing things in and being in a loop of communication, the unconscious and natural process takes place. And it's, it is so absolutely thrilling to begin to notice how much this has already been going on. How much of you went, why did I look over there? For you practitioners out there, how often do your clients say, how did you know to touch there? Because you've been taking in unconscious information and you've been listening, not necessarily knowing what the process was. Second person shift, becoming, and as Dave said, protecting yourself from staying any place that's uncomfortable. Only understand that if you shift into this dog, this cat, this horse, this human, and it doesn't feel good, take another breath, shake your head, do something different and pop out of it. You don't have to get stuck. Yeah. And, and it happens, this is something that happens naturally. It's not even something you think about all the times. But how many times you've been with someone and, and you say something and they go, I was just thinking that exact same thing. You know, where did that come from? That came from your togetherness creates this natural natural dance where you're dancing together unconsciously and moving around each other unconsciously and creating the same thought patterns because what you do in your body shows in your mind what goes on in your mind shows through your body there is no mind body split so when you that connection happens you start thinking the same seeing the same feeling the same hearing the same and if you feel the opposite and you feel an aversion, understand that you are unconsciously picking up on a dissonant chord, something that rubs you the wrong way. And instead of 
letting your mind explain, well, they're this, they're that, they smell, they whatever, listen and go, wow, my body's picking on some discord. It may be discomfort in them. It may be a billion things you don't know. Allow yourself not to know. Allow yourself to take it in as an interesting piece of information. When And I'm talking about when you don't know the person or the dog or the horse and you just meet for the first time and notice how you react. Respect it. Get curious. And begin the process of breathing with them intentionally and noticing what you learn. So I hope you play with this. Please contact us and let us know what it feels like to walk in someone else's shoes, hooves, paws. Have an absolutely wonderful day. This is Dr. Wendy Corin. This is Dr. Dave Lundquist. And this has been an Equiline Podcast.